Okay, so we are we are good to go. Everything you say now will be published forever. And it can <laughs> be, be held against you. <laughs> be safe so in my please, uh, yeah. <laughs> please be careful with what you say because we are on the Long Kang Kitties. Welcome again to Longkang Stories. Uh, this is a very special episode because I got my very good friend, Professor Walid Abdullah here. He might not call himself my friend, like, I don't know. I just I, I do, I do. You I do, do. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, 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 Until yeah. the end of the we'll check. I already we'll check said in we again. vibe a lot. Okay, but for we'll, now, we are still friends. Check, Let's we'll, say. we'll check in again <laughs> at the end of Let's the episode. Let's say at the end of an, an hour. <laughs> so I'll give. I'll do like a short intro, right? Because you're my guest. Walid is a assistant professor at NTU. He specializes in political science, religion, parties, and election. He is also the host of a podcast that I freaking love, which is Tay Tarik with Walid. And, you know, uh, some of his past alumni include Dr. Chi Sun Juan, Tan Ching Bok, Jakob Ibrahim, Jameis Lim, etc. He's waiting to get Nicole Sia on. So, mm. Nicole, if you're listening to our podcast, please get on to Tay Tarik with Walid. Yes, okay, everyone please. wants to see you. You miss one notable alumni. Who? And Genio. Oh yes, and myself. I'm the most important like, guest he's ever had. <laughs> so anyways, uh, another thing, he's a published academic. So he's also published this book called Islam in a Secular State, Muslim Activism in Singapore, and co-published another book called Unmasking Singapore's 2020 General Elections. The last thing I want to say about Walid is that he's a giant uh, football fan. You know, yes. because it's both political and religious, right? <laughs> and he's a giant supporter of Manchester United. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, I wanted to yeah. see your reaction when I see that. <laughs> oh, I thought you got that wrong. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. All right. I'm anything but United. Yeah, he's like a giant anti-supporter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why, huh? Why? Why are you so anti-Menu no, of all I'm the always, football clubs? I'm always rooting for the underdog. And when I was growing up, like Menu won every single thing. They don't win anymore, but you know, I, that hatred is just ingrained already. So I see. That's why it's so like religious, right? Yes. Football. <laughs> All right. So, Walid, one of the first things that I want to ask you, right, because you're an academic, and recently uh, this dude, Maliki Osnan, said something about the freedom in academia, right? And he said that our autonomous universities are committed to safeguarding academic freedom for their faculty and students. You know, your their academics do not shy away from politically sensitive topics. So, do you agree with that? Yeah. Is there so, any sort of like repression in our institutions? Right. So, I think uh, it's a complicated question to answer because there are multiple layers to it, right? So, the first thing I would say off the bat, right, because I'm sure there are important people listening in, right? Uh, so, important meaning? <laughs> important like Important our, people, you know, people who are tasked to... To uh, listen, to listen in, in. To get social People who have like whatever. a preferred uh, drink called the kopi, <laughs> right? Like, invite uh, you The to first kopi. thing I would say is one of the ways to prove that there's academic freedom, right, is to ensure that people like myself who are more critical or more... I, I don't... Consider myself critical. Consider myself more balanced. Oh, is that so? <laughs> <laughs> All right. To to let people like myself, you know, get tenure, do our thing without getting interrupted. That's the easiest way, right? Because the proof of the pudding is in the eating, right? So, if they can do that, then they can say all of those things, uh, like what Dr. Maliki Osman said, uh, without people laughing at them or without people being skeptical. Right? So, there are. I wouldn't say there's repression, right? But for sure, there's censorship on on the part of 
some academics at least. Uh, I think Singapore society generally self-censors. I mean, Charon George has written, Professor Charon George has written about this. And I think it's pretty, even from our own conversation, how many times, Angie, in our own conversations, right? When people just say, oh, be careful, the walls have ears, right? All the time. All the time. And, you know, I never like, even though it's a joke, right? I never like those jokes because you are contributing to this fear mentality, right? So, for sure, there is some of that. Uh, How prevalent it is, is very difficult to tell. But the academia.sg survey tried to get at it. uh, And it seems people do feel that. So, and the other thing, sometimes you do not know whether this is an instruction from the ministry, which... A lot of times it's not. Or the university administrators going out of their way, right? To, hey, you know, let's not, let's frame this in a particular way or let's do this, you know, make this a bit more sanitized. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not exactly untrue, that statement, right? It's not exactly false, but it's not exactly 100% accurate as well, right? So if it's completely untrue, then Tetare with all it would have been stop long time ago right but i have never by the way been asked uh, to stop or anything in fact uh, yeah my bosses know that i'm doing it so it's allowed uh, at the same time it would be fallacious to presume that people in general and academics are people do not consider certain ob markers when they are discussing things right and whenever you want to know where i think a post is uh, particularly controversial or a topic is particularly controversial I'll have four perhaps in my post. <laughs> perhaps this. Maybe, maybe this. Yeah. I would yeah, reckon so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a personal knows, opinion. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then you know that the more perhaps there are, the more qualifications there are, the more, the more contentious the issue is. So yeah, I don't know whether I answered your question. In a way, yes. And I think that I, uh, what you mentioned about like, you know, you don't know whether it's like a directive from the ministry yeah. or whether it's just act like, you know, admin people safeguarding yeah, yeah. the whole institution on what they think is troublesome or, you know, wanting to shut down people they think might get them into trouble. Right. So I think that's one thing that's very interesting. So have you had any like feedback from your bosses, say, or even like your fellow academics after starting Tay Tarik with Wallet? Tay Tarik with Wallet. So the academics who who are watching are obviously supportive. (laughs) (laughs) So they are always, oh, you go and they do this. And so my boss actually, uh, one of my bosses actually said that, oh, he has no problem with it. And he said, as long as I invite the PAP ministers as well and and I do. I do invite almost every single one of them. I have invited. Whether they come on is a different method. But I as I want them to come on. I want any single Why are they one. so afraid of you, by the way? Yeah, so, I mean, I think... I don't want to self-aggrandize and think that they're afraid of me. But maybe the format is... The live format, then it's a much harder one, right? Where you cannot control. And who knows if... I mean, even if we were to agree on questions, right? Maybe they think that... Oh, during the questions, like, they, they'll deviate. Like, you send me a different list of questions and then you're starting off with different questions. Oh, that's for the later episode, dude. That's for the later episode. <laughs> and that's, no, no, but I, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't... If they told me, oh, I don't want to touch this topic, I definitely wouldn't, right? I'll right. just give them the courtesy, yeah. But maybe they think, oh, they, they don't know for sure. So, I've seen them go on other Instagram lives, right? Where no, my viewership is not that high, right? But those viewerships are even lower, right? So it's definitely not about viewership. 
so we can eliminate that factor. So I mean, we have to ask them why are they uh, reluctant to come on. So, so the uh, back to your question, they are the academics that I meet generally are are supportive of it, and I've never, as I said, I've never been one or reprimanded uh, within the university for this. So, so I guess there's a good degree of academic freedom, even in my classes. I've never been asked what, never been told what I can say or cannot say, and what needs to go in my syllabus. Right? For my own modules, it's never happened before. And I teach politics of Singapore. So I think there is more academic freedom than a lot of people think. Right? But maybe Dr. Maliki overestimates <laughs> the level of academic freedom. That's because, a very charitable uh, way of yeah, saying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, right, academic, free- <laughs> academic freedom is also dependent on the perception that academics have about academic freedom. Right? You are only as free as you perceive yourself to be free. Even if objectively it's much freer, but if you perceive it to be less free, it will be less free. Right? Basically, you are as free as you are until you get uh, like, invited for a kopi session. Like. Right. So that's the other thing, right? The thing about OB markers, they are so ambiguous, right? And often you don't know where the line is until you've crossed. And uh, by that time, it's a bit too late already. Right. right. But is, isn't that also like a, like a bit of an issue if... My, my, I guess my point would be, should there be any OB, OB markers to begin with? If let's yep. say you want to pursue true academic freedom and you want to kind of get to the truth and make people uncomfortable. Yeah, so I mean, I'm a free free speech person, so I don't think there should be any OB markers for anything, right? So, uh, but this is Singapore, so there are OB markers and the OB markers are not set by me, right? So the fact of the matter is how do we discern where the OB markers are, we only know when someone has crossed the line, right? Uh, and the term OB markers in the first place was coined by uh, Go Chok Tong, right? In reference to an author and slash academic, Catherine Lim, Dr. Catherine Lim, when she crossed the OB markers, right? And Go Chok Tong said, then PM Go Chok Tong said that if you land a blow on our jaw, be prepared to get a blow on your solar plexus, something like that. Right. Wow! And you know, like that's, our that was almost the exact quote. You all know? our and ministers are so vengeful. You know, like, <laughs> what knuckle duster? Yeah. La, so so punch but, here, la, punch there. Yes. Yeah, so uh, and Lee Kuan Yew was pretty upfront about it, right? You have to carry the big stick, right? Do you uh, think that we've kind of deviated from that a little bit in the way that our political leaders are kind of wielding their sticks now? Like, do they use the carrot more than the stick? Oh, I don't think so. I really? mean, I don't think so. Yeah. If you look I, at Leung Zixian, you know already. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, I think you have, I mean, initially you can say that was true maybe in the first couple of years of PM Go's tenure. And in fact, Lee Kuan Yew publicly criticized him for being too nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you can read his, uh, biographies as well. Uh, the two volume. I mean, those are fascinating reads. And maybe between 2011 to 2015, you saw a softening of sorts on the government's part. But I would say post 2015, you, uh, you didn't see that. So I was, I was interested to see what would happen post 2020. But early signs tell us that it's def- there's definitely no softening. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So. Okay, going back a little bit to your teaching, right? Like, I think uh, when I came onto your show and we were talking about um, cancel culture, uh. so one part that you said really stuck with me and I think that we didn't really explore that enough was that, like, you know, one one of your students told you that she was kind of afraid to, like, voice her views, right? right. Because I guess, like, right now, a lot of 
younger students are very liberal right. and they are very woke in right. a sense, right? So, for example, um, you know, Bertha Hansen, who is also one of your alumni, right? Uh, she had a her student publish a work, an article called this is why I don't want to be woke. Right. Don't cancel me for it. And it was in relation to um, transgender issues, right? And she, there was a lot of backlash. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, how is it like, how's the atmosphere like in your classrooms? Like, are kids very afraid of getting canceled? And they don't uh, dare to go too far into the other, the dark side. Yeah, I think definitely there is a somewhat liberal bias amongst, culturally liberal bias. Not necessarily politically liberal bias, okay? By the way, those two are quite different. How would you define that? Well, so culturally liberal, you are liberal on issues of LGBT and... But a lot of them are not are not too liberal on race, but on LGBT uh, issues, uh, on, on women issues. So generally, you can see a liberal bias there. Politically liberal would be you want more freedom of speech and all of that, and you want more parliamentary... Uh, diversity you don't necessarily see the two corresponding to each other sometimes interesting they overlap. Hmm. sometimes they don't i would say they are more culturally uh, liberal than politically liberal generally and for sure those in that type of setting is harder to be a social conservative than uh, than a social liberal uh, so i you, you ask the question, uh, are the students afraid of being cancelled? Never mind the students. I'm afraid of being cancelled. <laughs> we are all afraid. <laughs> I think I have no doubts that one day it will come back to me. But this is what I say to those people, right? The cancel, uh, folks, right? Look at what happened to Whoopi Goldberg. And that should be, that should be, uh, a cautionary tale, right? Because let he who has never seen throw the first stone, right? All of us, if you're going to say anything important at all, you would have offended some somebody you do a uh, how many hours have you done so far what 200 300 hours i think more i have no more idea man yeah. right, and it's unscripted you are gonna say something silly you no are. we are we have offended <laughs> yeah, yeah. everybody the, the entire phone book yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you will you will even sometimes not even i mean being offensive okay for me if your feelings are hurt so what right? so what uh so even sometimes you may say some things which are a bit more clumsy, which may even be, at first glance, it may even sound a bit racist, for instance, right? I don't think a person should be cancelled just for that, right? I mean, because you say something unscripted, obviously you will make all these mistakes. So the most important thing is, oh, okay, we recognize that and we'll do better. And that's it. If you want to start cancelling, I, I tell you what will be the result of this. These people who grow up on social media, they will never say anything meaningful. They will say things like uh, a post. All they post about would be all the world needs is a little bit more love and all, 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 all of that crap. And there will be nothing meaningful. Nobody ever takes a stance on anything important uh, because you are already anticipating being cancelled. So you regulate your behavior in anticipation of that. Yeah, And that's very, very dangerous, I think, for society. So do you see that happening in your classrooms? Like, I mean, I would say that you know, if I'm a kid right now, right, I would be really worried that my classmates would be recording me, posting it to TikTok, and then like that blowing that shit up and going viral. And then, you know, all these random strangers will come at my ass and be like, hey, you need to be cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know for sure because only a couple of people have told me that, that they really self-censor because they feel they are more socially conservative. But my suspicion is for sure. 
for sure that's happening. I mean, can you imagine if we grew up with social media, right? We would be in jail or something. Dude, like if I were in social media, <laughs> we'll social media and phones, uh, I think it would be such a dangerous, dangerous thing, dangerous precedent to set if you are going to fault somebody for one mistake for the rest of their lives, right? Yeah, uh, totes. What then? What? Okay, so here's the funny thing, right? It's like imagine you're an academic, and you can't you can't be critical of the government or you can't be overly critical of the government because you are afraid of like crossing some threshold, some OB marker, and then you can't be talking about social issues either because you are so afraid that somebody out there is gonna try and cancel you. It's like you literally cannot say anything without offending anybody anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I I I I think the the criticizing the government part. Uh, in classrooms, as I said, there's a lot of there's a lot more freedom. In fact, if you look at my academic papers, also, it's there's a lot of room for being critical of government policies and so on, right? Uh, and partly also, you know, academic articles and books nobody reads, so <laughs> <laughs> even my students to whom they are assigned don't read. So. So hey, the government also doesn't care, right? It's social media right. posts that are. So I'm, I'm not. I'm really, I'm really more can- worried about getting cancelled by pe- my students, <laughs> my dag- right. by the government in class. And I'm right. not, I'm not joking. But also at the start of the semester, I always say that my philosophy is classroom. The classroom is a safe space. It's a safe space for thought, not from thought, right? So you are supposed to explore different ideas and sometimes ideas make you uncomfortable. So what? Life is uncomfortable. And if you are really confident in your ideas, you should be able to defend it in a robust manner. I remember that episode you had with uh, Lin Meifeng on Tay Tarik of Wallet, right? Uh, I, I, if I'm not wrong, people were asking you why are you giving her the platform to yes. talk about her views on Chinese yes, privilege. Yes, correct. And just to like give a little bit of context, I think she was trying to say that Chinese privilege doesn't exist yes, yes. Uh, in some sort of a IPS forum, right? Yes, if I'm not yeah. wrong. But then you got her on to explain her views like right. in in greater detail, right? And did you ca- you, you caught quite a bit of flack for it, right? I, a, a little bit, a little bit. And I think uh, I've never believed in this idea of deplatforming somebody. I don't I don't believe that. And you know the idea that, oh, why should I be platforming that person? Well, that person already went to IPS. That's a far bigger platform than my platform, right? And the best way to counter that kind of thing is, you know, let's have an open discussion, a debate of sorts and see. And maybe I didn't understand, right, before beforehand what your position was. And maybe through this discussion, you can move my position as well, right? Uh, so why would I be worried of platforming somebody? This idea that you need to be protected from ideas that you disagree with or uncomfortable with, right? It's a joke, right? How do we get growth if that's the case? Right? Everybody believes in free speech when it's their speech, right? Otherwise, right, they will still say they believe in free speech. Then they will come up with some, they think it's a sassy line, but actually it's not. Like, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from consequences. Right. Well, what are the consequences? If the, the consequence is deep platforming, then yeah, you don't believe in freedom of speech. Just say it. At least the PAP is honest, right? And they well say Well said. Well said. <laughs> But you guys say that you believe in freedom of speech until it offends you. Then you don't believe in freedom of speech. Okay, so I'm going to... I just want to say, first of all, I 100% agree with you. But I'm going to play devil's advocate and just disagree with you for the the sake of it. So let's say, right, some guy comes up... Oh, the age of consent should be reduced to age 15 or 14. 
is he deserving of a platform? I would say it depends on that person. Is it does he have one follower or two follower on Instagram at the moment? Um, I mean, for the sake of argument, let's say he has like a thousand or let's say ten thousand guys. Okay, if yeah. he has ten thousand followers, right? Deep platforming him, what is it gonna do? So okay, then let's also shift it down to between ten thousand to one thousand. What is the difference? Right, right, right. So, yeah. so for me, the calculation is right. Uh, if the idea is out there enough, I mean, there are all sorts of crazy ideas out there, right? So you cannot respond to every single one. But for me, the principle is you do not have to use the harshness of the law to shut down opinions, right? But let's say an anti-vaxxer, for instance, right? And you think that the ideas are really uh bizarre, but that that person has hundred thousand. Uh, views for instance on YouTube yeah a dollar for every for right I risk just yeah. like I risk just like crowdfunded a hundred thousand right, right. Yeah. then literally a dollar then we need to yeah. think we need to think how why is that the, the case don't just think oh this is a stupid idea but why is this stupid idea so popular right why is it that hundred thousand followers pre- presumably not all of them are crazy people why do they believe in this right is it because of a deep mistrust towards Big Pharma, for instance? Or just any institutions in Or general. any institution, yeah. right? So black people uh, in the States were less likely to get the vaccines, right? And there's a history of that, right? Blacks being... The CIA... You know, yeah, yeah. Them. I mean, there's a history of that. And you can understand that, right? You cannot just dismiss it. It's an incorrect opinion because the anti-vaxxers' uh, opinion, that the arguments do not make sense, but it still needs to be dealt with, Right? So for me, the best way to do that, get that person on, refute that person comprehensively and prove that person to be an idiot, right? You are going to make them a martyr the more you censor them, the more you let them, uh, you let them have the excuse. See, if they are, if my ideas do not make sense, why are they trying to censor me? That, okay, so once again, I 100% agree with you, but there's always this flip side to the whole thing, right, which is that no matter what you do, you definitely can, can't get rid of people who are entrenched in the idea. I mean, we can say that those people are lost causes already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also the the possibility, right, that somebody will flip to the other side, right? Quote, unquote, the wrong yeah. side. And, you know, it's like, I'm not talking about you specifically, but people who do this kind of debate, sometimes they're not smart enough or they're, they're not um, prepared enough right. for the debate. And in, in a sense, a debate, right, it's not about winning on the facts of the matter is you're winning based on your skill in debating sure. and the danger now lies in well what if this person isn't good enough and then you convert more people to the other side well there's there are two things to that right there's also the the reverse possibility right you flipping some of those people yep. some of those moderate to your side right so so that's the one the second thing if you say okay then who gets to decide this is the danger of it all who do you want to decide uh, uh, to be the person who decide what type of debates you can have or you cannot have. Clearly, from the conversation earlier, the two the two of you don't trust the government that much. So the oh, government. Oh no, 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 no! Like here in the Longkang, right? We, we love, love the PAP. Okay, love the PAP. like none of that blasphemous okay, so, talk. So, never mind the PAP, right? But any yeah. government, do you yeah. want any government to be the arbiter of what can be discussed? Or, or now people say the liberals, right, in the West especially, but I also see a bit of this. They don't trust governments, but they trust social media companies. 
I can tell you, I trust the PAP far more than I trust Mark Zuckerberg, right? At least the PAP is elected, right? Mark Zuckerberg is At least we know the PAP's motives. Right. And the PAP has to... Trust the enemy that that you know. (laughs) Rather than the enemy you do not know. They're not my enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so... Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you really want Mark Zuckerberg to be the arbiter of this? And and, right. and I think it's just so silly. The moment you start drawing all these lines, right, then you will start uh, falling into all these kinds of traps and these bigger questions. Who gets to be the arbiters, right? And so, yeah. now, liberals are confident, right? Because they have cultural power on their side. But the nature of power is it shifts, right? There will be one day where you overstep the line and then you do not have the power anymore. I mean, you kind you of see become. that. Like you already Trump see gets that. in power. You already like see that, right? And, get into power. and therefore, I mean, a lot of these liberals, I mean, a lot of them, people on the left, I would say. And, you do know, you count yourself as one? I, I consider do, right? myself to be on the left. I do consider myself to be on the left. And I think I'm more critical of people on my side, right? Uh, so I do think there's a lot of hypocrisy on, on this side, right? I saw this. Roxanne Gay, right? She wrote oh, that article yes. in New York Times, right? And she was arguing why Joe Rogan should be cancelled, basically, right? Because Spotify is a platform, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But you're writing for the New York Times, which lied about the Iraq war, right? And John Stewart himself said that if that standard had been uh, used, John Stewart would, would, would have been cancelled and New York Times would have been allowed to go on. But... 20 years down the road, we all know John Stewart was on the right side of history and not the New York Times. Why is she writing for that platform? Isn't that hypocrisy there? Exactly. Right? Yeah, so... Yeah. But okay, let, let's go from being like the arbiters of truth and, you know, like your side and my side, right? Like, and go go a little bit deeper into what are we trying to achieve, right? Because, for example, that, uh, that I would say, argument that you had with your guest, uh, Meilin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meilin Fong. Um, she still stuck to her stance, right? Like, yeah. there was no changing of, on either of your stances. But, like, the argument on Chinese privilege uh, really is about, you know, the deeper question is about addressing the racism that's in Singapore, right? right. And then the, the difficulties and hardships that ma- minority Singaporeans face. So, like, I mean, do we need to get agreement on, like, something, say, Chinese privilege before we can move on and actually address the problem? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think you can do multiple things at once. And also, uh, one of the things that people talk about, I mean, since you mentioned, uh, Chinese privilege, right? And a lot John's of John's people... favorite topic. Because <laughs> he denies that it exists. <laughs> a lot of, a lot. I, I mean, I'm happy to have that discussion, you know. So if, uh, some people say, Oh, why not use majority privilege? I mean, you could, because for me, I'm not aware to the term. I didn't come up with the term. Although I have to say increasingly, the more people attack the term, the more I feel you're like, fuck you, I want to use Chinese privilege. Yeah, but but it's, fine. No? it's fine. I am uh, willing to do away with the term, right? As long as we agree on the content, right? But if we had started off, if the conversation had started off with majority privilege, would it have gotten the traction it did? Yeah, exactly. Because like I think there's like the doubling down when like actual race is mentioned. Right. And then the Chinese people will be like, like John, right? right? They'll be like, hey man, I went through hardship. Where's my privilege you? Right, right. You know, so right. like, I think that that is the thing, right? And then when, but sometimes when you bring it up in these discussions, what happens is, is that people will accuse you of tone policing. You know, yeah. don't police what I'm fi- uh, going through. You know, there is such thing as Chinese privilege. And I feel like in a lot of times, what happens is that you also tend to push away the people who might come I to agree. your side. I agree. So I would never say like, oh, John, 
Chinese man, he cannot participate Shut in the up, conversation. Yeah, yeah, I would never say <laughs> that's 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 never a winning argument, right? When you use that, seventy five percent of Singapore is Chinese. Yeah, are you going to alienate seventy five percent? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's a conversation to be had by everybody. If John disagrees with it, right? Then I think I mean I'm happy to have him on, Tetari, and I, I have that ha- discussion. Yeah. Have that discussion. Fight. And and see why why he thinks that right. I would never say oh as a Chinese person you cannot partake in this conversation. And uh, just now you said there are people who are entrenched in their views, right? Yes, there will always be people who are entrenched in their views. But there's a lot of people who lean one way or another who can be convinced. That is the crowd I'm after. When I have a debate with Melin, I am not necessarily out there to change her point of view. I am going for that for that. Uh, people who can be swayed either. I think right? like that's that's the core of where we want to target, right? At, as anybody who want to kind of influence thinking. Absolutely. You know, if you want to be a so-called key opinion leader. Yeah. We're right. a bunch of influencers down yeah. here. Yeah. Why didn't you use the term influencer? Why you, why do you use key opinion? <laughs> oh, because that's the that's the KOL is like the trending term right, now, right, I guess, right, right, that everybody yeah. uses. So but I think that's exactly where you want to target, right? Because if you're dealing with somebody like, you know, John or like you know, Melian, they are never going to change. But there are people who don't know about this thing. What do you um, mean I'm never going to change? <laughs> like, prob- probably never going to I don't know, John. I mean, probably. but you've, I trust your judgment. You've like stuck to this for like, I don't know, since we know each other. So right. like, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not going to change. There could, yeah. there could be a tiny possibility. Right. But I'm just saying that, you know, like who you really want to convince and, and the people you should go after is really the people in the middle. And I think sometimes um, in our zest to convince people to come on our side because we are also like righteous that we are right all yes. the time um, yes. we do tend to push people away right so that's, that's especially that's in Singapore where people are so like afraid of quick quick uh, activists right, right, right once right. you go out of line uh, they'll be like oh she must be crazy right right you know? right so you are absolutely right is this self-righteous uh, morality now the debate on COVID for instance right you cannot have a reasonable debate with a oh you don't care about children's lives, right? Yeah. It's always either your... <laughs> you just want to kill everybody! Yeah, your, <laughs> you just want to kill... Your PAP laptop or your anti-vaxxer. Yeah, so like... There's no in-between. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, really, we can't have a proper debate without saying... Why don't we all assume that everyone cares about people's lives? <laughs> in different ways, right? In different ways. Why don't we just start that? I think that's a reasonable assumption, right? But the moment you start having this idea that this moral superiority, right? Oh, my ideology, right? And then they will say such things. Agree to disagree applies to certain things, but not other things. Not right? the things that I care about, okay? <laughs> exactly. That's other it. things that I it don't care about, <laughs> it, I don't care. So again, all of this sounds sassy, but actually they are not that smart, right? They are not that smart. It's just a, it's a repackaging of the entire argument so that if I have moral superiority, right? I am the I am the good guys in World War right. II and you're the literal fucking right. Nazi that, you know, that I should spend... I should expend all my resources to stamp up and you know to to save everybody's lives lah, basically. Right. And and also you see the 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 COVID part for instance, right? You see it has become part of their identities, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mask wearing is part of their identities. Yeah, already. especially in the restrictions, states or in yes. Europe. Restrictions yeah. has become part of their identities already. If you like so wear a mask, you care about people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. If if you are saying that kids do not need to wear masks, oh, you don't care about kids, like you just uh, want to kill them. Yeah, you want to kill them. You know, they got the Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. That yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was that was crazy. Like Fauci, I saw. Do you guys uh watch Jimmy Dore? No, okay, Jimmy Dore is pretty. 
he's he's quite hardcore left. A bit, a bit yeah. of the feel. You but know? actually, so, I, I quite like him. Right, uh, so I think he's, he's reasonable in a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's but he's also very controversial. Okay, so uh, he just <laughs> I just uh, listened to it this morning. Uh, he said, uh, "For these people, there's no signs. Uh, there's no God, but signs." And Fauci is his true messenger, you know. Yeah. It's a play on. <laughs> it's a play right. on the Islamic uh, yeah. creed, right? Okay. There's no God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no God, but God and Muhammad is his messenger. So, so he did that, and I thought that was so true. Like people has accepted this as part of their faith. Mm-hmm. You know, this is their cultural identity. Okay, like just to riff on that a little bit, you know, be, having a cultural identity, right? Like one one of the episodes that I thought was really interesting was your Tetarik with a. Uh, Ambassador Alami Musa because he said something really controversial to me. And I remember reading the article and going, what the F, right? Like, how could you even say that? And that was when he said that, you know, like, we need to have religion in our politics, right? And he wanted an NMP to kind of represent, like, religion in our politics. But, and that was from, like, a like a really short article that didn't even like go into what he was saying. Right, right. And then when you had him on Tetarek, like, he actually went into... Uh, what he meant he meant that like a lot of things are politicized yeah, right yeah. a lot of like religious things for example wearing the hijab yeah, yeah, while yeah. working it's politicized when it shouldn't even be politicized right. right so but one thing that was really interesting was that like he's kind of like a spokesperson I would say right for the <laughs> Malay Muslim community so, in a yeah, way yeah. I mean a uh, spokesperson for the government for the government right yeah, and but also the... yeah but then he was one of those people who was like I don't really think Chinese privilege exists yeah yeah correct and yeah. that to me was interesting because like uh, I remember like the comments that were coming in people were like how could he <laughs> he's a traitor or, but, I don't know, but he like is stuff. part of the establishment so yeah. you I I, I I wasn't too surprised that that's his that's his worldview. And also, I mean, he's benefited a lot, right, from the system. In fact, in that one, there were even more egregious things that he said, right? Like he said, in Singapore, it's hard to be poor. He's, he actually yeah. said that in that episode. Now, back to your point about the religion and politics, right? Well, it depends on how we understand secularism. Secularism in Singapore is not that religion is completely separate from politics. In fact, it's religion, really hard to do that. Actually. Religion can never be separate from politics, right? Politics permits everything, right? The price of bread is political, right? Yeah. But uh, even like the way that we insist on 377A being correct. still in the law books. Correct. So, right? uh, so I, I have some thoughts on section 377A, right? Which I'll get to. So, I think secularism should be about Oh, why? Mm-hmm. Are we not allowed to discuss well, we that? Can, oh, we can. oh, why? I saw the faces. <laughs> those those so, are like touchy, state, sensitive matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, state and church, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, state and church uh, should be separated. But even then, in Singapore, we have a constitutional provision for the Islamic Religious Council of Singapore. Mm-hmm. That's constitutional. Mu'is, uh, that's the Islamic Religious Council of Singapore. Mu'is is a statutory board. Now, that is religion in the political sphere. There is a minister of Muslim affairs, right? So, the government does brought interracial and interreligious confidence circles. You have internal security act. You have maintenance of religious harmony mm-hmm. acts. All of these are to regulate religion. So, we cannot just say, oh, religion and politics should be separate. Yes, but what exactly do we mean? It differs from country to country. Now, on section 377A, I, I would say this, and I'm coming this, please don't, uh, I don't know how many conservatives listen to your show, right? So I consider myself to be a religious conservative, but a political liberal. Uh, and I have to say that I don't, I have thought about this long and hard. I don't see any secular reason to ban gay marriage. 
mm-hmm. there is no secularism we we totally like yeah. you know yeah so the you. only but that doesn't mean i am i think uh my my faith is quite clear in in the sense uh that it is not permissible right but that's different from whether i think the state should should be in the business of regulating that right so i think for me that's a pretty nuanced position that i can hold but i know that's not good enough for either the liberals or conservatives yeah well but that is the best position right because for me for me yes and i think for the government right uh it is purely electoral having 377a but not enforcing it doesn't make legal sense but it makes perfect political sense because you do not please either the liberals or conservatives but you do not antagonize them enough to die on this hill for now right so this is not the election deciding factor and how do we know that because even the wp doesn't doesn't touch is it, it such a touchy topic that they would immediately lose um people once they think, do it i think i think there are many conservatives who would die on this hill Damn. i think let's so let's see like okay let I'll, i'll just ask you to do this thing that academics probably hate which is to project into the future <laughs> Uh, let's say like 20 years into oh, the it's, future oh it's gone there's no te- section 377A 10. 10 10 I don't know yeah but 20 years I'm pretty confident it won't be right. it won't be there yeah I, I mean you can just see the movement people are becoming more and more okay with it mm-hmm. uh, even in the IPS 5 years of it right 2013, 2018 you see a significant movement uh, so I think it will be gone and it's not true that the government is conservative on this That's just not Actually true. Lee Kuan Yew was very Yeah yeah he was okay. about So for them yeah. it's just electoral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just electoral. It's They are conservative on other things like ISA and all of that but on this there's wrong. I mean this idea that people say there's a Christian conspiracy, you know. Really you think Shanmugam Yes. Is, <laughs> you think Shanmugam is afraid of some Christian lobby group or something? I'm sh- I'm I well not Christian lobby group but I would say that you know like it's it's a No, I would say it's the votes ultimately, right? right? Because yeah. the government has been pretty okay with i mean the marxist conspiracy right i mean that was targeted at at catholics right mm-hmm. or catholic activists right so they are equal opportunity offender in that sense right so we'll take down whoever so wants to <laughs> yeah, take our exactly. power so ultimately ultimately yeah. is about that it's yeah. about staying in power right so okay uh, so whatever threatens national security or their own security that that is what is the problem So for me their their position on section 377A is more electoral than it's it a, is. It's definitely a political calculus more than anything lah. I I will never pin the PAP to either a conservative or liberal ideological leaning because yeah. they are just fucking all over the map. You yeah, mean yeah. they are like kind of like jackals right? They just go for Yeah, yeah, whatever. especially socially. Socially <laughs> right. I think there's even amongst them is quite varied what they believe individually. Yeah. Socially, right? But politically for sure I think I can safely say they are politically conservative <laughs> all right i think we're gonna like take one last question probably oh, and then yeah i know <laughs> but don't worry we have another episode with Walid, all right so i, I was go- i was gonna want i was wondering right like if you had all the freedom in the world right to set your own course in academic you know institutions and you have free reign to teach whatever you want to your students what would be the first thing What would be the first thing you would teach? Oh, actually I Or, feel that yeah. the my my baby uh, my favorite subject that I'm already teaching is politics of Singapore. Yeah, so I do feel if I had free reign, right, to do what I would do is let's say so 
I would structure it this way, right? So it's a four hour class and the first two hours I would be giving a lecture or something and then one hour of discussion and an hour where I'll have a politician to debate me on a particular topic, right? That would be the way I see. I, I, I love it. And for me, like, you know, debate, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's fine. I mean, I'm not super arrogant to think that I will win every single debate or I'm not afraid of losing a debate. If you are, then you shouldn't be having debates, right? So I'm not afraid of that. So for me, if I lose a debate, then probably it's because I'm not smart enough or prepared enough for that. Then I have to up my game and think, why do I believe in those things if I cannot even win that debate? So I would love to do that. And, you know, I've also said, you know, if there is one guest I could have on Tetari, right? Internationally, okay, it would be somebody like Bernie or AOC, but it will just me be me fawning, so that wouldn't be fun oh, also. That would be like, like a fanboy session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or even if no, if Nicosia does agree to come on, right? All right. I think it'll be a terrible session because I'll be just Nico, oh. you're so awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's so great. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. Want to take yeah it'll, it'll, it'll be like that, right? It'll be right. like that. But the one person I would really love to have right, is Jordan Peterson. Yes, I know you've said this before, yeah. and we, so, I, I agree with you because I think that he would be such an interesting person to talk to. Yeah, even though yeah. he's like kind of toxic to touch him in some circles, I think. Yeah, right. And I never understood that people are saying, "Oh, they don't want conservatives to listen to Jordan Peterson." Well, conservatives have to listen to somebody, right? You can remove Jordan Peterson, then who do you want? Candice Owens? That's a <laughs> who way do you, exactly, worse person. Exactly. Who do you want? I mean, this idea that you can police people's choices, right? It's a joke. And I don't know how liberals got here, but I mean, the left got here already, mm. right? So I think for people on the left, it's our responsibility to basically just put people on our side. I mean, we, you and I, Angie, we know people like that in our circles. Oh, right? don't we? Right? We <laughs> know too people many. like that in our circles. Mutual friends, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. so, yes. Yeah, and it's pretty... I wonder how they, they came to that. And I wonder how you are so so flippant about this idea such that you think it will never reach you. If you start trying to cancel cancel everybody and you think that you will never make a mistake worthy of being cancelled. I know. Like um, Recently, I watched A Girls Go Army and I mm. posted on my Instagram stories that oh, yeah. actually it's not that bad. Oh my God, the amount of like... Shit that I really? got from people. Oh. oh my god, how can you enjoy it? Like it's like the worst shit ever. I can't believe you went and paid money for it. Like, and I have to say that this is not my idea. Okay, like they wanted to, we wanted to do like the movie review for Logan Kitties, <laughs> right? So, but like I, I just found it so incredible that people could be so virulent about something they have not even watched, right? Right. Um, yeah, and and for me, like I'm like, if that movie is so commercially successful that like it made two million dollars exactly. right exactly. um you are completely you know like disregarding a huge swath of our population that's, that's the point yeah you don't get that's them the point. and if you just want to be in that little ivory tower and right. be like oh my god like this sucks you right. like i think you just it th- there will come a point where you just don't understand what's going on at all and then right. you'll be so surprised oh my god how can this happen which right. ha- kind of happened in no. the US right, right. And lots that's, parts that's, of that's Europe. the point I think you that, that is so prescient right what, what what you just said right uh, it's not about Jack New I mean I don't care for Jack New right? did you I watch it successful. you're gonna no, discuss I it didn't. soon right <laughs> <laughs> couldn't bring myself so I am going to discuss it on Wednesday right so all right uh, but I'll come from the perspective of trying to understand why people are against it and I will also do what you are doing, right? I'll play the devil's advocate and I've never watched a Jack New movie. I've never thought, <gasps> but, <What? laughs> but 
I don't, I cannot deny the fact that many people like Czech new movies, right? And why does it matter? And people say, oh, why does it matter? For instance, on Chinese privilege. Why does it matter if Chinese don't be, uh, they say that Chinese privilege? Well, it matters because we are sharing the country with them. We are sharing the country with people who like these and These Jack are people movies. who have votes as well. Yeah. And it's the same vote as you. One vote, right? So, uh, so I want to know, right? When people say, oh, just because it sells well doesn't mean that it's a good movie. I agree with you. But who made you the arbiter of what is a good movie or what is not a good movie? There's right. still something in there that manages Appeals to, to draw, people. yeah, manage to draw Appeals people to in. People. I'm not gonna lie, like I watched it and some parts of it made me laugh till I cry. I mean, I'm not proud <laughs> of it, but like you know, it's part of my psyche. There, you know, right, that, like, right. Part of me enjoys that sort right, of humor. Right, right, and in our review, it's like I akin it to a shit waterfall. It's like a cascading uh, waterfall that's just shit, right? And in between the the shit, you can see like there's a there's actually a good movie. Little gems it. in yeah. there in the shit. <laughs> but it's just completely you know covered <laughs> right, by, the, right, yeah. by the shit waterfall. So yeah. so yeah, I mean I can understand why people would be upset about it, right? But the fact that you got two million dollars, I mean you have to reflect: Are we in our own bubbles online, especially right? Especially Instagram and Twitter. Twitter especially is far more liberal, right? Uh, Facebook is mixed, right? It's because there's older people mm-hmm. on people like us. People like us are old, <laughs> old fucks. <laughs> yeah. So are we really? Are are they really in their own bubbles, especially? Right. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's something I I really actively try not to be in, which is why yeah. I I like to look at stuff from both sides. Right. But often, right, what happens is that when I look at stuff from both sides, because like when I look at conservative things. I don't identify with them, so they don't like mortify me. Right, right? exactly. I'm like, oh, okay, do right, I right, use right. shit? Same. But then when I look at my own side, I'm like, oh, same. can you stop being so crazy? Same, same, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. see NG also has uh, gotten back into arguing with people online. I think you stopped for a while. Yeah, I stopped then, for a while. And, and then, then you then... somehow re-emerge and do it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so the point where, where I was so shocked, you know, I was just like scrolling through some feelings like, oh, NG has commented on this post. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with anything. And then I'm just like scrolling now. Oh, Angie is arguing with people again. <laughs> okay, I, like you know, I grew, I grew up as a troll. All right, I, I, I was trolling forums in my teenage. Oh, really? Years. Yeah, oh. because I had so much aggression. So you were ahead of your time. Yeah, I was, I was born in the flames of like internet wars. Okay, so like, and that's where I met John as well, trolling each other. <laughs> oh, really? You yeah, were trolling we, him? Yeah, we were like fighting for the longest time before oh, really? we became friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, on IRC. Yeah. So like I. Oh, occasionally I feel a lot of aggression that I cannot let out in real life which is why I need to do it like <laughs> on internet trolling but anyways so to troll uh, my last troll uh, and last question for the day and I kind of prepared a, a game for the both of you Oh, so this game it's Angie's game time it's Angie's game time <laughs> yay, yay. Right, I'll just do the thing uh, do the effect myself so the game is very simple I'll say a politician's name and then you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind Try not to be PC because then it won't be fun. Okay. Okay. Alright. First name. Charles Yo. Oh, aloof. Bloody idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Tanching Bok. Old. <laughs> Old. That's Yeah. Oh. That's what you think of him? Yeah. Alright. Oh, How about so you? Ageist. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? Um unbreakable. Mm, okay. His spirit is unbreakable. I mean, at eighty plus years old, to to walk is already an achievement. <laughs> it's I, a very I, low I bar, that, though. I mean that. <laughs> but to do what you did and uh-huh. to be, 
I mean, he has. He's one of those who doesn't need to do to do this. I, right I'm now. a bit disappointed that he didn't take up the NMP position and out of principle. Yeah. Why? Could, mm. Why? Because what? he he should have taken he it. He is not he, a fan of Leong Manwei. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. I think he should have been there so that he can fight in parliament. Yeah. Uh, use his stature. And but he wants them what he wants the both yeah. of them to get. I think he wanted though. to move no, I didn't, move beyond the Tan Cheng Bok uh, brand yeah. well, for, he, for PSP. He was like, Oh, I'm not gonna accept it out of principle. I think that's what he mentioned in the in the press release, which I think it's a it's like a stupid fucking hill to die on now. Like if you want if you want the others to have Practice, then just say I want the others to have. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I the, next name, the next name, the next name, Leong Manwai. Stuttering fool. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think that. Uh, I think he's ill-equipped to be a politician. Uh, but I, you're putting it very nicely. No, I, I, what I would say is I do rest. No, so it's for me. It's very easy to shit on Leong Manwai and every. I mean, this is very low bar. Even you know. Like Josephine Teo, I see people criticizing her. Like, that's a low bar. Like, for me, like, I mean, it's not untrue, like, what mm-hmm. people are saying. She's, by the I'm way, the, the, the search, the first search results that come out if you search, like, the worst minister in Singapore. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. But for me, I mean, I don't get anything out of criticizing Manwai and Josephine Teo. What I would say is to do what you do as for Manwai, right? Uh, in a PAP dominated parliament, when you are speaking, people are laughing at you and all of that, right? I think it's not, I mean, it does, uh, for sure, I think his heart is in the right place. I mean, whether his, uh, mind is in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> That's a separate matter, whether he's, he's uh-huh. equipped for this position. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do have respect for that spirit, right? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's an idiot or anything. All right. And and the fact that he brought it up and the PAP had to do an entire motion, you know, to discuss that, right? Shows, shows that there are many people who think like Manwai on the foreigners mm-hmm. issue. I'm not one of yeah. those people, but I know many people, even in my own family, feel like Manwai. All right. Next name, Chan Chun Singh. Uh, I'm a fan. I would say uh. the word, the word I would say is brilliant. I would say misunderstood. Oh. Yeah. So we are on the same page, on <laughs> It's a, it's, it's very strange. So I, I speak, like, I think I shared this story a few times already. Um, but every time I speak to, like, boomers, like actual boomers, not the figurative boomers, but literal boomers, <laughs> they really love Chan Chun Singh. And the other group of people that I find really love him are, uh, military guys. So either the people who are serving reservists or for those, um, like the full-time nationals, the, right. the army regulars, lah. They really fucking love Chan Chun Singh, right? A lot. Yeah. So I, I don't like Chan Chun Singh as well. Uh, and I think his image, I mean, he can do better. Definitely, his PR is quite bad. His, his is he like permanently out of the game already? I don't think so. No. I don't think nobody is. Perma- yeah. I don't think anyone is permanently out of the game. But what I think his image, you know, like his pants is one cm above where it's supposed to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so his image. And uh, now, now you cannot unsee that. The next time oh you see. My God. <laughs> The pink, right. the pink shirt with his bulging <laughs> belly is like half he a lost, size. I think he lost his belly. At that age, everyone has a belly. <laughs> no, it's just the yeah, pink so. shirt is half a size too small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So he, I would say, uh, that's part of the criticism towards Chan Jun Singh does come from an elitist position, I mm-hmm. think. The idea that, oh, he's too big and he, he doesn't speak like, so what, you want a pretentious person? And we already have so many of those. Like? <laughs> Name some names. I I cannot. I don't wanna. How about all? Of them? I don't wanna mention <laughs> names. I don't wanna mention names. But 
Sometimes which school do you just, go to? Which school do you go to? I just <laughs> I just look at Are you illiterate? Yeah. <laughs> I look at that that's illiterate, right? That's yeah. not pretension, right? I look at some of them like they pretend like they are holier than thou on on Facebook and and they get so many likes, these are the clues, so mm-hmm. many likes and so many shares. But I know you're not like that. In private you are Douchebag. Yeah. Why and you know, this, this pretentious... So, one thing I would never say about Chen Chun Singh is his pretentious. Alright, moving on. Raiza Khan. Oh, jeez. Why you gotta do this? <laughs> Fun! Because I want to know. That's why. Uh, so, a few words I would say. Uh, so, one thing I think she has hero complex. Alright. Uh, That's putting it mildly. No, so I think that explains her behavior. Uh, I think uh, she's... Not unlike many people in her, or no, I don't want to say many people, some people in her generation entitled. Uh, and I think that's the biggest problem. The idea, you know, when Sylvia Lim said, uh, that in Sylvia's testimony, right, that Raisa, even to, until the end, she didn't want to step down because she said as a female minority, that's it. You don't get to use all those identifiers. And use that as part of your identity politics after what you've done. You don't get to do that. Now, I am someone who supported her all the way. As you know, I am someone who supported her all the way. But you know, when when it's already out there that you've made a mistake, you've made a mistake and then just withdraw gracefully, you know, that's it. Uh, but she's saying that, oh, I am a female minority, I need to do this. No, don't have that hero complex. Other people will have that. <laughs> other people, there will be other females, other minorities right. who can who can do better jobs than way you. Way better. Right? Yeah, not that better, difficult right? now. So, so you don't have to uh, think that, oh, without you, that nothing gets done. Yeah. So I would say, unfortunately, she does seem a bit entitled in the way that is. And, you know, not knowing what, what was it? Substantiate means. Ah, no yeah. one believes that. Oh, come <laughs> on. John, what's your take? Yeah. She's a she's a tank of gasoline in a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> okay, last one, last one. Shamugam. Problem solver. Six months ago, I solved the problem already. Problem yeah. solver? Yeah. Six months ago. This whatever, is our joke. This is our inside joke. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. It's like the... What was it? The Tudong... The Tudong the issue. Tudong issue, right? Ah. Um, what was the... Uh, Masagos was... You know, basically humiliated in parliament, you know, after, after <laughs> Because, whole... like, Shamgum was like, nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 nope. yeah. So, that one, that one definitely, for me, that was the. I don't see Masagos continuing as a minister of Muslim. He was, after like, that. basically just that was, that was wiped it. out already. Yeah, that was All it. Right. Uh, scary, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> Shamgum, when you tell me Shamgum, scary. I think scary. Oh. <laughs> Is he the most, like, scary one out of the Oh, whole? 100%. All 100%. Right. Like, scariest one in a long time. Who's the second one? Who's the second scariest? Now. Yeah. I don't think I'm really scared of anybody. But Chanmogam, I'm not ashamed to say I'm scared. What, what yeah. if he says like, Walid, I want to come on your podcast? I will have him on. Will you Will you pee your pants? Sorry? Will Put you the, pee your pants? Put the bulletproof vest on. Probably. <laughs> I'll wear papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it will be very scary. But if he asks, I will not say no. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so let's I'm, hope we don't have to get to that. So like the very important people who are listen to listening to this, if you've got like Shamugam's ear, you know what to do. Like you know, badger him to go on to so like Tetaring. One one of the things I would say right is right. Like a lot of people say something, a lot of things about Shamugam and ourselves included, right? But no one has ever, no one will ever say he's incompetent, right? Oh, no. that's for and, sure. Right. So this is the thing. This no one dares to say it. No one dares to say it, and I don't think it's and true. It also, true, yeah. right? Yeah. 
So this is the thing that the 4G has to contend with. For the first time in history, right, the charge against the PAP leadership is also in in addition to authoritarian and aloof and incompetent detached, now. Is, is incompetence, right? Right. So and that is a different ball game altogether. So I wonder who in the 4G can feel Shamugam's giant fucking shoes. No, I I think he will be. I think even like the three of them, like you know, Ong Yi Kung, uh, Lawrence, and and Chan, Chan Chun Sing, like even the three of them combined together, they transformer themselves, right, and then merge <laughs> together. Like they are like not even twenty percent of of yeah. scary yeah. for like okay. even even the intellect. I will say like Shamu, yeah, yeah, he's them sharp. Shamu is sharp, la, and he, he's scary. sharp. Yeah. I mean, in, scary. I wouldn't want to be cross-examined by him. Right? No, no way. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. forget the whole Raisa Khan thing. I think yes, he's the one exactly. who blew it apart. He's the one who Jiwa uh, the whole thing. He was uh, doing it. Uh, but also, I, I would say the Raisa thing, I think Indrani really put up a, a very good performance that time when she basically dismantled Raisa's points one by one in such a seemingly empathetic manner as well, right? Bitch. You can imagine. <laughs> I didn't know you were allowed to say that. <laughs> what, what did I say? I just yeah. had like a... But you didn't say who also. There yeah, were two yeah, yeah, women yeah. in the... Yeah, but anyway. So, I think she really put up a very good performance there. And I can imagine if it was Shanmugam doing that question, it probably would have gone <laughs> slightly differently. <laughs> Look, if Shanmugam were part of the COP, I think uh, we all die already. Like, <laughs> die until cannot die already. Yeah, so, but I think that's yeah. the thing. Like you, A lot of people dislike him. A lot of people are afraid of him. But, <laughs> but you cannot nobody, not respect him. You cannot yeah. not at least not respect his abilities. Yeah. yeah. So thanks so much for coming on. Oh, it was on, my pleasure. Walid. Do you want yeah. to pimp yourself? Like all the channels that you're on? Uh well, I mean just stay tarik with Walid. Uh so that's on Instagram and on Spotify. Uh you're also yeah, on YouTube, I, right? He's on YouTube as well. <laughs> uh I need more views and more subscribers. <laughs> so please go subscribe to Tay Tarik with Walid yes, on yeah. YouTube and yes. Instagram. Yeah, Spotify. What what I would say is there are not many such platforms, right? And I want to go one step further and I would say it's a bit unique as well. But then I'll, I'll be doing what I accuse Raisa of, right? Hero Too complex. complex. Yeah. It's fine. So. You can have it. You can have it. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, please do support it. Awesome. Yeah, Thank please. you so much. This Thank- is, uh, by the way, Tetari Wale is like my favorite Singaporean podcast. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. like Even including thing. the Longan Kitties. I'm sorry to be a traitor, <laughs> but like, honestly. So please go listen to his podcast and, um, Thank thanks you. again Thank for you. coming no, on. No, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you very much and we shall see you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.